everyone, and welcome to Literary Demerit, a podcast where we take a look at works of questionable literary merit. I'm Siobhan. And I'm Kester. Last week, we read chapters 12 to 17 of My Immortal, the alleged worst fanfiction of all time, which is probably not the worst. It's probably actually the best. I think we've said that like every episode so far, right? <laughs> This is a tradition. Yeah, it's going to become our catchphrase, to be honest. But we're right, so we should keep saying it. Yeah, we are right. Do you want to give us a summary of what we read last week? Yeah, okay, so this this got a little complicated. So to preface the summary, I should first talk about the drama that's going on between Tara and Raven, or that was going on last week. Yeah, there's like a meta-narrative going on here. It's really <laughs> yes. cool. Yes, there is. Judging by the author's notes, Raven swiped one of Tara's sweaters in retaliation after Tara stole Raven's poster of Gerard Way and then refused to continue beta-reading Tara's story. This caused Tara to become vitriolic towards her friend in the author's notes, as well as to kill off Raven's self-insert character Willow, and also caused the prose-slash-overall writing quality in the story to go dramatically downhill. Uh, resulting in a particularly uh, nonsensical summary this time around. I can't wait. Multiple points in these chapters where a scene happens and then the story proceeds as if the scene didn't happen, only for the same scene to happen again later. So I've tried to make the summary as comprehensible as possible under these circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, And Tara and Raven uh, did eventually make up, but the damage is done. Um, Raven apparently never went back to beta reading for Tara. So... Um, all that out of the way. Uh, last week we read chapters 12 through 17 of My Immortal. Ebony went to the hospital wing to receive treatment for her slit wrists, and while there, Hagrid visited her and gave her a gift of pink roses, which turned into a black gothic flame that was black. We learned that Hagrid, Snape, and Lupin are going to be sent to St. Mango's for pedophilia, although so far this doesn't appear to have actually happened. Once Ebony recovered, she met up with Vampire at class, and the two of them almost wound up having sex right then and there, but they were told off by McGonagall. Suddenly, Vampire's scar began to hurt, and he had a vision. Draco isn't dead after all, he was captured by Voldemort, who has him bondage. Oh no! And the two quickly went to Dumbledore, but he refused to help them, saying Draco was a troublemaker and he never liked him that much. Uh, Resolving to rescue Draco on their own, Vampire and Ebony used some manner of spell to teleport directly to Voldemort's lair, because he apparently has a lair. Uh, Draco was indeed there, being tortured by Wormtail, who was called Snaketail in this fanfic and also got retconned to be 16. Anyway, Snaketail got distracted upon their arrival and tried begging Ebony to have sex with him, but she refused and uh, fatally stabbed him. They managed to leave with Draco in tow before Voldemort caught them. Afterwards, Draco tried to have sex with Ebony, but she began lamenting how she's too beautiful and talented and everyone is in love with her and it's such a fucking curse, etc. She ended up storming off angrily after Draco attempted to comfort her. Later, while she was doing advanced biology, the bloody pentagram she was transfiguring into a guitar turned into Draco somehow, and he again again declared he loves her. We talked a little bit about, like, the existential um, horror that that is, that now there are two Dracos, and one of them is made out of a guitar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry, though, it never comes up again, so I guess it doesn't matter and it's fine. Directly after this, Ebony and Draco learned that MCR was going to be playing a show in Hogsmeade, so they headed straight there. The show was going great, Gerard looked really sexy, the band sounded amazing in person, Ebony and Draco were having a great time, until suddenly the band took off their masks, revealing it wasn't MCR at all, but was instead uh, Volsimort and the Death Dealers. Uh, Then I guess Tara decided she wanted to change the order of events, so the fic carries on as though the scene didn't happen. Ebony and Bloody Mary hung out, and at this point we learned that Willow has apparently been expelled for failing all her classes, and was then murdered by Bloody Mary, and then Lupin had sex with her corpse. 
Ebony's one comment on this is that that's uh, kawaii, and then uh, nothing more said about it. Um, then uh, the girls decided to go shopping together before the MCR concert, and they wound up getting some clothes for free from the salesperson, who is a hot goth guy named Tom Ridd, but he's not related to Voldemort in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Ebony and her friend group, including Willow, who shows back up alive and well as though nothing happened, went to the concert, where the same events described earlier occurred. Uh, midway through, it turns out that the band is actually Voldemort and his followers wearing masks. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> who could have foreseen? Uh, Voldemort threatened to kill Ebony and Draco, but suddenly Dumbledore, who has given himself a goth maker over for some reason, showed up and scared Voldemort off. And uh, that brings us... Uh... Chapter 18. Uh, the plot is really picking up. I'm not sure what it is, but it's definitely picking up. There definitely is a plot now. We're just not sure what. Mm -hmm. It is your turn to read. It is my turn to read? Yeah. Okay. Um, chapter 18. A.N. I said stop flamming. If you do, then er a fucking prep. Thanks to Raven for the help and stuff, Urak, and er nutta prep. Fangs for Muswooter. P.S. Da Oder Eason Dumbledore swore is cause he trinned to be gothic, so der. He didn't swear, actually. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Uh, I think she's referring to earlier. Yeah, she's referring to, like, the third chapter, or, like, the fourth yeah. chapter, all the way to yeah. the beginning of the fic. Yeah, when he said, what the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers? Well, I think people were still coming at her in the comments for that. <laughs> yeah, she, um, her excuse that he had a headache wasn't really cutting it anymore so she thought of a new one i guess but yeah honestly it's like she doesn't have to justify herself to these people she yeah. can do whatever she wants right she's a genius and they should all be taking notes i woke up the next day in my coffin i walked out of it so it was upright i guess <laughs> it was upright yeah and put on some black eyeliner black eyeshadow blood bed lipstick and a I black hate that when you wake <laughs> up and you got a blood bed yeah uh-huh Forgot to forgot to change her pad before she slept. And a black, really low-cut leather dress that was all ripped and in stripes so you could see my belly. I do like how even when the descriptions are, like, vague nonsense, you can picture what she means here. Like, I know exactly what she means with the... Yeah. Yeah, she's... I, I really hope she's uh, followed her dream to be a fashion designer because she, she rocks... Yeah, I want to wear her uh, outfits that she designs. Me too. I was wearing a skull belly ring with black and red diamonds inside it. And then this next paragraph is all in parentheses. Um, the night before, Draco and I rent back to the skull. Get it? Skull, because I'm gothic and I like death. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh my god, this is a really clever pun. Dumbledore chased Vladimort away. We flew there on our brooms. Mine was black and the broom stuff was blood red. There was lace all over it. Draco had a black MCR boom. We went back to our rooms and we had You Know What to a Linkin Park song. I wonder what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, anyway, I went down to the Great Hall. There, all the walls were painted black and the tables were black too. But you could see that there was pink pant underneath the black pant. That's a pretty shitty paint job. <laughs> yeah. I like that this is like a attempt at symbolism, right? Uh-huh. Like, we know right off the bat that this is a shoddy goth makeover that was given to the room. But I do I do like the implication that the Great Hall was, like, prep central before it was painted yeah. pink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there were pastors of poser bands everywhere, like Ashley Simpson and the Backstreet Boys. 
I don't really think um, Ashley Simpson and the Backstreet Boys are a poser band because they never tried to be goth. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I don't think uh, any of those people were attempting to be goths. Backstreet Boys were also um, broken up at this point, so... uh, A little weird to keep harping on them, yeah. Yeah. It's like, stop, stop, they're already dead. (laughs) WTF, I shouted, going to sit next to Bloody Mary and Willow. Bloody Mary was wearing a black leather mini with a good shralut t-shirt, black fishnets, and black pointy boots. Willow was wearing a long gothic black dress with blood red writing that was all lacy and came up to your thighs. Wait, to my thighs? Came up to my thighs. (laughs) Um, And black boots and fishnets. Uh, Vampire, Dracula, and Draco came. We started to talk about who was sexier, Mikey or Gerard Way or Billy Joe Armstrong. Who do you think is sexier? Um, I only know what one of these guys looks off, uh, like, off the top of my head. Oh, okay. I know which one it is. Yes. The boys joined in because they were bi. Those guys are so fucking hot, Nabel was saying, as suddenly a gothic old man with a black beard and everything came. He was the same one who had chased away Vladimir yesterday. He had normal tan skin, but he was wearing white foundation, and he had dyed his hair black. Let's not unpack that. <laughs> yeah. She does refer to it as normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, this marks the start of uh, where uh, Tara takes whatever she's doing, um, like, exclamation points, and she uses a lot of them. She accidentally takes her finger off the shift key. Right. So we get some ones in there. Yeah. Occasionally there's a two. Yeah. That's a huge plot twist. I think we got a little bit of that um, in the last few chapters, but it picks up a lot after Raven Mm -hmm. stops uh, beta reading the story. Dumbledore won, we all gasped. WTF, I shouted angrily. I thought he was just wearing that to scare Volsamort. Hello, everyone, he said happily. As you can see, I gave the room a makeover. What jot do you think about it? Everyone from the poser table in Gryffindor started to cheer. So there's one table per house, so I guess she's implying that everyone in Gryffindor is, like, a poser prep. I guess so. Yeah. Well, we goths just looked at each other all disfusted and shook our heads. We couldn't believe what a poser he was, one. BTW, you can call me Albert. He called as we left to our classes. Uh, his name isn't Albert, but... <laughs> yeah, but they can call him that. Yeah, they can call him that. Yeah. What a fucking poser, Draco shouted angrily as we we to transformation. We were holding hands. Vampire looked really jealous. I could see him crying blood in a gothic way. Get it? Way, lick, Gerard. Ah, uh, I do get it. But I didn't say anything. I bet he's having a midlife crisis, Willow shouted. I was so fucking angry. So, (laughs) I'm not really sure why exactly um, this all pisses her and her friends off so, so bad. But they're just, they're fucking furious that Dumbledore is doing like a subpar job of being goth. Yeah, um... I don't know, like, I kind of feel like he has to start somewhere, right? Yeah, um... It's a very strange place for the chapter to end, because it doesn't end on a cliffhanger like every other chapter. Yeah, um, the previous several chapters, I feel like, have all had these cliffhanger chapter endings, even if they don't mean anything. Like, it's a big thing in this story for there to be a cliffhanger, which is just then completely negated when the next chapter starts. Uh, like, I'm thinking about from last time, there was the chapter where, um... I think it was when uh, Ebony and Bloody Mary were shopping and Hagrid showed up and was like, oh my god, you have to get back to the school now. And uh, when the next chapter resumes, uh, they just tell him to fuck off and nothing yeah. <laughs> ever comes of that. <laughs> um, 
Chapter 19. Im nut okay, I promise. A.N. Pull stop flaming de story. If you do, you're a folk in prep and you're jealous, okay? 11. From knock on im gong to delt your men revoise. 111. BTW. Ever need a poor blood so dur one. Fangs to raven form de help one one. I think I'm a poor blood. All day we sat angrily thinking about dumb Beldor. We were so fucking pissed off. They're so mad. They're just sitting around <laughs> fucking furious. <laughs> they have nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting around with angry expressions. A hobbyless behavior. Well, I had one thing to look forward to. The MCR concert. It had been postponed, so we could all go. I'm like half expecting the same twist to happen again. <laughs> like every time they go to this concert, it's going to be Voldemort. Yeah, I think should, they should really like learn from it and just not go anymore. Absolutely not. Anyway, I went to the common room sadly to cut classes. Draco was being all secretive. I asked what it was, and he got all mad at me and started crying all hot and angsty. Aren't sensitive bi guys so hot? I mean, uh... You can answer that question, I, it's I, okay. I, I, I guess, but uh, not really when they're mad at you for no reason and crying. He's being Tsun Tsun. He is being Tsun Tsun. Um, do you think she's like a dacrophiliac? Because <laughs> she comments on this a lot when the guys are crying. She's like, aren't bi guys so hot? And they're uh, also, like, crying blood, so... Right. Normal, normal, uh, behavior. No one fucking understands me, one, he shouted angrily as his black hair went in his big blue eyes like Billy Joe in Boulevard of Borkin Dreams. Mm. He was wearing black baggy pants. He was wearing black baggy paints, a black MCR t-shirt, and a black dye. Get it? Instead of tie, cause I'm gothic. Oh, I get it. Wait, she's gothic? Yeah, she's gothic. That makes so much more sense now. I understand everything now. I was wearing a black leather low-cut top with chains all over it, all over it, a black <laughs> leather mini, black high-held boots, and a cross-belly thing. My hair was all up in a messy, really high bun, like Amy Lee in Gong Under. Email me if you want to see the pic. I suspect she probably tried to put her email address in here, but there was a, um, I don't know if fanfiction.net still does this, but if you tried to include a URL or an email address or something, uh, in the text of your story, it would be automatically removed. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't email her to see the pic of Amy Lee that she has in mind. It's not really a distinct hairstyle, it's just like a tight, really high messy bun. Yeah. I don't think a picture is necessary. Yeah, I'm sure people could look up the music video also. Accuse me? What about me? I growled. By, but, but, he grunted. You fucking bastard, I moaned. No, wait, it's not what it fucking looks like, he shouted. Do you want to do like a roleplay of this? I guess, I'm mostly just confused by what the hell is going on here. Like, why is she mad at him? What is, what is he mad about? What's, like, what's, this is an argument they're having over absolutely nothing at all. Maybe if we read it as it was intended, um, the meaning will come across. So I'll be Ebony and you be Draco. Okay. Accuse me. What about me? By, but, but. You fucking bastard. No, wait, it's not what it fucking looks like. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yeah, I understand everything now. But it was too late. I knew what I heard. I don't. <laughs> I ran to the bathroom angrily, cring. 
Draco banged on the door. I whipped and wept as my bloody eyeliner stremmed down my cheeks and made cool tears down my feces like Benji in the video for girls and boys. Raven, that is so our video. I don't think that happened in that video. I took out a cigarette and started to smoke pot. Um, it's called a bunt, not weed cigarette. I do want to point out, um, we can do a little bit of detective work to determine uh, kind of where Tara was from, um, because she does use the term pot. Uh, that's an American thing. I, I thought it was like an East Coast thing, maybe, maybe like uh, more Southern, but like really South is like grass or snake. And you live in New York and it's always weed there, isn't it? Uh, for the most part. I mean, you do hear other slang terms, but when people are uh, talking about smoking weed, they say smoking weed. <laughs> Yeah, I only I only hear that on the internet. Uh, but I've always heard pot in real life. Like I I still do because I I grew up in uh, Virginia for most of my life. The other thing is there is one point where um Ebony and Draco I think that uh they did pot and that strikes me as like a oh you've never smoked weed thing because you don't you don't say you you don't do weed you you know smoke it. I hope so. I mean she's like eleven. She should wait a couple years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to find, like, a map of, like, the regional terms, but I couldn't, so I'm just basing this off of uh, my own experiences. She probably doesn't live in New York, because then she would call it weed. <laughs> yeah, she's probably not, like, a- she's probably not from the, like, northeast, northeast. She might be, uh, southern-ish, like, in Virginia, where I am, so, I don't know, maybe we could have been neighbors. You gave me a fucking shock, I shouted angrily, dropping my pot. WTF do you think you're doing in the girl's room? He also appeared, which he, he can't do in Hogwarts. Yeah. Only it wasn't just Hargrid. Someone else was with him too. For a second, I wanted it to be Tom Ridd or maybe Draco, but it was Dumbledore. They're both like, hey, uh, can I have a hit? The last time she saw Tom Ridd, she told him off for being a perv, um, even though he was just asking if she was going to the concert. Yeah. Hey, I need to ask you a question, he said, pulling out his black one abe gothic purse. Also, can I just point out how she would have uh, preferred it to be Tom Ridd, who she's met once and is just like yeah. a random employee, over her fucking boyfriend? Yeah, she's like, well, I'm kind of mad at Draco, so I hope it's Tom Ridd. Or maybe yeah. I hope it's Draco. Yeah. What are you wearing to the concert? You know who MCR are? I gasped. No, I just saw there was a concert that a lot of goths and punks were going to, he said. Anyway, Draco has a surprise for you. Remember the last time Draco uh, had a surprise for Ebony and he just... It was sex? Yeah, it was sex. It's probably sex again. It's probably sex. Uh, chapter 20. A.N. I said I'd naughty cur what oo think. Stoff for flaming okay preps one. Fangs to Raven for da help. One, oh yeah, BTW, it'll be on vacation in Transylvania for da next three days, so do not expect updates. So this is what we were talking about. Um, I love to take a three-day vacation in Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I'm 12. Uh, I don't think that she actually went to Transylvania. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there, this kind of comes up a lot, especially in the, I guess as the fic continues, uh, Tara makes a lot of references to going on international vacations. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's just lying to 
appear cool on the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see Dracula's castle and I'm going to England where Hogwarts castle is, even though it's in Scotland. Mm. Yes, that's right. Or maybe the set's in England. I, I don't know and I don't care. Yeah, who cares? All day I wondered what the surprise was. Meanwhile, I pot on a black letter mini, a black corset with purple lace stuff all over it, and black gothic compact boots. <laughs> They're very small. <laughs> They're very small. MCR were gong to do the concert again, since Volksamort had taken over the last one. It's very considerate of them, you know? Mm-hmm. I slit my wrist while I moshed to MCR in my bedroom all night, feeling excited. <laughs> I don't think you can mosh solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nice try. Suddenly, someone knocked on the door while I was trying on some black clothes and moshing to Fangu for Da Venom. Wow, she, so not only was she moshing by herself, she was doing it while putting on clothes. Uh, yeah, also I don't, I don't know if you can really mosh to MCR. <laughs> It's yeah. more of like a hardcore thing. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if people do that at like emo concerts, but all right. I got all mad and turned it off, but sacredly, I hopped inside that it was Draco so we could do it again. I guess she's not mad at him anymore. Right. She's also like, I love that she's also, uh, she heard the he's got a surprise for me thing and she's like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna have sex. I assume that Hagrid, like, went into the bathroom to tell Ebony that Draco had a surprise, and then Ebony goes like, okay, I'm gonna wait all day for it. Yeah. <laughs> what de fucking hell are you doing? I shouted angrily. It was Lupin. Are you gonna come rape me or what? I yelled. I was allowed to say that because Dumbledore had told us all to be careful around him and Snap since he was a pedo. I don't think- I mean, first of all, as we've already been over, like- this would not be considered pedophilia uh, in-universe. Uh, second of all, uh, why wasn't he sent somewhere then? Like, why is he still here? Why didn't he go to St. Mango's? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm- I just remembered what line comes up next. Oh. So my brain kind of just went blank. Okay, should I- should I just continue? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, get it, hell- can Ooh. I? Mm-hmm. You get it? Not a very, not a very good one. No, but she tried. Can I please burrow some condemns? He growled angrily. Yeah, so you can fuck her six-year-old girlfriend, huh? I shouted sarcastically. How's that sarcasm? <sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think he did like a huge like walk of shame to Ebony's room? Yes. Uh, <laughs> be like, <laughs> damn, I really want to have sex right here and now, but. I should really get a condom and I don't have any. Let me go to this girl who hates me. <laughs> well, I assume, especially because you said walk of shame, that he was like midway through the sex and was like, fuck, we can't continue. I don't have any <laughs> condemns. Uh, so he's like, he's carrying his shoes, right? He's uh -huh. uh, hastily pulled his uh, pants back on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fucker, he said, gong away. Well, anyway. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't go well anyway after that scene. No, she has to begin every paragraph with well anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and end it with I put up my middle finger at them. I put on some black eyeshadow, black eyeliner, and some black lipstick and white foundation. Then I went. Where? That's a full sentence. Then I went. Yeah. Then I gasped. Snake and Lupin were in the middle of the empty hall, doing it. 
And Dobby was watching one. And Dobby was watching. And Dobby was watching. This is the only time Dobby shows up in the story, by the way. Is, is the I, I'm also like not sure what the context is. Is is it like oh it's so fucked up they have Dobby watching or is like it? <laughs> well, like... I think we can we can maybe get a little more insight uh, based on what happens next. So shall I just continue? Yeah. Oh my god, you ludicrous idiot! They both shouted angrily when they saw me. Again, she spelled ludicrous like the rapper. Dobby ran away crying. So wait. So that's that's what I mean. I think Dobby was there to watch and he was uh, upset that it was interrupted. <laughs> I don't want to... I'm so sorry, but I think that's what's going on here. I I can Yeah. I was also thinking like maybe like they're like, "Hey, this is our fantasy. We need this we need this house elf to watch us have sex." Oh my oh, god, yeah. Yeah, like they're exhibitionists, but they can't get anyone else to watch them. So they're like, hey. <laughs> hey, Dobby, uh, you like being helpful, right? Oh my god. This is the worst. This this is terrible. We should, t- <laughs> we should just move on. Day got up, though. Normally, I would have been turned on. I love sing guys do it. But both of them were fucking preps. I like how she implies I would have liked it if they weren't preps, um... But they're like middle-aged men and also her teachers. And she's like, yeah, I can only get it up if it's goth guys. Um, yeah. Just otherwise, it's a complete no-go. Um, if it's goths, however, uh, all other concerns are out the window, such as the fact that they're twice my age and uh, <laughs> my yeah. teachers, who mm-hmm. I don't like, who spied on me. And also Dobby is there. And That's also Dobby's there. Yeah, I think Dobby being there alone would would be, like, the boner killer for, like, most normal people, but... Mm-hmm. BTW, Snake is moved to Gryffindor now. I love how she chose this moment to drop that information. <laughs> yeah. It's really important in context. WTF, is that why you wanted condoms? I asked sadistically. See, I spelled that. Yeah, but th- it doesn't make sense in context, so... <laughs> yeah, she... No, she spelled it. She, she did spell it. <laughs> she's like how was i supposed to know you wanted condoms to have sex <laughs> right i thought you were gonna make balloon animals but no <laughs> only you wouldn't give them to me lumpkin shouted angrily <laughs> well you should have told me i replied you dimwit Sh- snake began to shoot angrily i'm on his <laughs> side like, what did well, she think <laughs> well you should have told me that you wanted condoms to have sex you dimwit, Snake began to shoot angrily. And then, I took out my black camera and took a pic of them. You could see that they were naked and everything. Oh my gosh, and everything. And everything. I'm shocked that you can tell that they're naked in this photograph of them having sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Ebony had sex with her clothes on, so... Good for her. Well, excuse me, they both shouted angrily. What was that all about? It was to blackmail you, I snarked. So now, next time you see me doing it with my boyfriend, you can't fucking wrap me out or I'll show this to Dumbledore. So fuck off, you bastards. Yeah, I'm blackmailing you uh, with a picture of you having consensual sex with uh, another guy. Um, right, no homophobic implications there whatsoever. Um, but also, they, they've they never caught her having sex with Draco. That's yeah. never happened. <laughs> Also, uh, the way that they were having sex in the hall, uh, suggests that they were exhibitionists, so they'd probably, like, want their photos spread around. Yeah, um, I don't get the sense that this is a secretive relationship. Yeah. I don't think it would be, like, a big 
surprise to anyone or a big deal that they're a couple or that they hook up, whichever it is. I love this next part. Yeah. I started to run. They chased me, but I threw my wound at them and they tripped over it. I like how she throws the wand uh, instead of like actually shooting a spell. No, she, she threw her wound. Well, anyway, I went outside and there was Vampire looking extremely fucking hot. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> I love that line. WTF, where Draco, I asked him. Oh, he's being a fucking bastard. He told me he wouldn't come, Vampire said, shaking his head. Uh, uh come again, spelled C-U-M. Um, he's he just, he's having a little bit of trouble today. <laughs> you want to come with me? To the concert? I'm glad he clarified. <laughs> Uh, I do, I, I want to say, uh, there is, like, it goes, you want to come with me, question mark, to the concert, question mark. Yeah. It's like, it's like he, he realizes how, um, that might sound, and so yeah. he clarifies at the end. Yeah, it's good. Then, he showed me his flying car. I gasped. It was a black car. He said his dog father, <laughs> Sirius Black, had given it to him. I don't think that's intentional, but it's awesome. I want to give her credit for that one, regardless of whether or not it's intentional. Yeah. The license plate on the front said MCR666 on it. The one on the back said Enneby on it. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> um, Non-matching license plates. So he has two different license plates, and, uh... <laughs> it really sucks that he, he went through all the trouble of, cha of uh, getting, like, a custom license plate, but he accidentally spelled her name wrong. Yeah. That's probably why she gasps. Yeah, that's why it's just the back plate, because he, um, he ordered the one custom plate and then it was wrong. He's like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get new ones, but for now I'll just leave this on the car. I guess it doesn't matter that he has mismatched plates because flying cars are, like, ext extremely illegal in-universe anyway. But now it's even more illegal. Now it's even more illegal. But I think that makes it more goth. I gasped. We flew to the concert hall. MCR were there, playing. Vampire and I began to make out, moshing to the music. I gasped, looking at Da Band. I almost had an orgasm. Gerard was so fucking hot. He began to sing Helena, and his sexa, beautiful voice began to fill the hall. And then I heard some crying. I turned and saw Draco crying in a corner. It must have been really loud crying. <laughs> must have. Been, he's just like full on sobbing and wailing. I can't blame him too much though because. Uh, if we look at things from his perspective, um, he and Ebony got in a really stupid fight. Shortly afterwards, he's like, I want to make up with her. I've got a surprise for her. Uh, so he sends um, Hagrid and Dumbledore to tell her. Uh, Ebony then doesn't follow up with him, spends all day listening to music in her room. Finally, she meets up with Vampire, and he's like, oh, uh, Draco's being a fucking bastard and he won't go to the concert. So do you want to go with me? Whereas it seems like the implication was that, like, Draco was still waiting to hear back from Ebony so he could surprise her. Yeah. Um, but instead she's just like, okay, whatever, um, I'll just go to the concert with Vampire. And she goes there and then just starts making out with him, no big. And it turns out he was at the concert all along to surprise her. And the argument was also, like, because he was feeling depressed and Ebony decided to make it about her. Yes! I mean, like, if there's anything concrete you can pull out of the argument, it was that, right? Like, yeah. he's he was like, no one fucking understands me. And she's like, well, what about me? And, like, tried to turn it around on him. Yeah. And make him out to be the asshole. Like, I don't know. She was being a shithead to him to begin with. She sucks. Yeah. 
Literally, because she's a vampire. Lol. <laughs> Literally. Uh-huh. Chapter 21. Anne. Fuck you, okay? You fucking suck. It's not my fault if it's spelled wrong, okay? Cause that bitch, Ravern. Cause it fuck you, preps one. Whoops, sorry, Raven. Thanks for the help. <laughs> She's still kind of mad. Still a little bit mad. BTW. Transylvana rocks rad one. I even got to go to the castle where Dracola was flimed. Hmm. I'm sure that that's exactly what happened. I could be wrong, but I believe that the uh, film she's referring to was not filmed in a castle. It was filmed in, like, a set. Yeah, that makes sense. Later, we all went in the skull. Oh, get it? Skull? Because she's gothic? No, I don't get it, because she didn't put the get it there. Oh. Draco was crying in the common room. Draco, are you okay? I asked in a gothic voice. That's a stupid question in the first place, like... He witnessed you cheating on him. Yeah, every time uh, someone in this fix says, like, are you okay, I just- the MCR song starts playing in my head. No, I'm not, you fucking bitch, he shouted angrily. He stated to run out of the place in a suicidal way. I stated to cry, because I was afraid he would commit suicide. That would be the implication of him running in a suicidal way. Not really sure. <laughs> not really sure how he runs out in a suicidal way, but um. Uh, my best guess is that he's just running with no regard for his physical well-being, like straight <laughs> into walls. It's okay, Enemy said, "Vampire comfortly, I'll make him feel better." You mean you'll go fuck him, won't you? I shouted angrily. Well, someone has to. She's really harping on that, like. <laughs> yeah. She's the one who cheated on, on Draco, and, right. Draco, ne and nev Draco never cheated on Ebony, but she's still, like, obsessed with how um they used to go out. It's, it's really funny because, like, all the bad behavior in this relationship is her, right? Like, these two, Draco and Vampire, that is, like, it's obvious they still uh, are kind of hung up on each other and, um, you know, are still attracted to each other, etc., but they don't actually act on that. Like, they're behaving mm -hmm. themselves completely reasonably under the circumstances, and she's the one who keeps messing around with both of them. Which, again, like, it's funny because they don't seem to have a big problem with it, except when one of them gets left out. So I just get the vibe of, like, If only there was a solution! You should just all three date, then. Yeah. If only there was a solution to this. Then I ran to get Draco. Vampire came, too. Draco, please come, he began to cry. He's really upset that he's having trouble. Yeah. Tears of blood came down his pale face. Spelled like like a bucket. Mm-hmm. I was so turned on, because I love sensitive bi guys. Again, with her thing was like, um, every time she points out how bi guys are sexy, which, like, I agree, but, like, she keeps saying this because, um, because they're crying. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's the tell. That's how you know a guy is bisexual. If you're a homophone, then fuck of. Words that sound like other words are bad people. She's gonna have to stop with the puns, then. And then... We heard some footsteps. Vampire got out his black invincibility coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I've heard of Coke Zero, but <laughs> not invincibility coke. He, like, drinks it and he becomes all-powerful. Yes. We both gut under it. We saw the janitor, Mr. Norris, there, shouting angrily with a flashlight in his hand. So I'd like to point out that, um... <laughs> Tara has... Tara has mixed up these two characters here. Yeah, she's mixed up 
Filch and his cat. The custodian is named Mr. Filch, and mm-hmm. he has a cat named Mrs. Norris. Yes. Uh, who may or may not have fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. We don't know. Um, <laughs> That's right. And she's gotten them mixed up. Yes. Uh, so the cat is the one who's the janitor. <laughs> and I'm just imagining uh, like an anthropomorphic cat walking on two legs and then like Filch is on his hands and knees. <laughs> <laughs> Meowing. Yeah. <laughs> Catboy activities. Who's there? He shouted angrily. We saw Filth come. He went under the invisibility cloak and started to meow loudly. Is anyone there? Yelled Mr. Norris. No, fuck you, you preppy little poser son of a fucking bitch. Vampire said under his breast in a disgusted way. (laughs) Trans rights. But also, I love how it's like, he seems perfectly aware that there's a cloak there and that there are people under it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's not very good. It's not very good. Um, I guess maybe it really is um, an invincibility cloak and not an invisibility cloak. Excuse me. Excuse me. Who said that? Yelled Mr. Norris. Then he heard Filch meow. Filth, is there anyone under the cloak? He asked. So yeah, so he's perfectly aware that there's a cloak there. He can see the cloak. He just can't tell if there's anyone (laughs) under it. So it's a regular fucking cloak. Filth nodded. The cat nodded. The cat nodded. In response to a question, and and the cat is still under the cloak, so he won't be able. To... <laughs> My God, this rules. And then, vampire Frenched me. He did it just as Mr. Norris was taking off the cloak. One, what the? He yelled, but it was too late because now we were ruining away from him. They were ruining a lot of things. <laughs> they were ruining a lot of things. Like, Ebony's relationship, for starters. And then we saw Draco crying and busting into tears and slitting his wrists outside of the school. Draco! I cried. Are you okay? I guess, though, Draco weeped. We went back to our coffins, frenching each other. Okay, so, uh, yeah, they were having a rough patch in their relationship. The solution, um, was for Ebony to kiss another guy again. Yeah, the solution was kissing. Yeah, I'm really glad that they um they worked everything out. Mm-hmm. Draco and I decided to watch Lake Placid. See, isn't Da De Prezen on the gothic red bed together? <laughs> they both sleep in coffins, so why is there a bed? <laughs> As I was about to put in the video, my eyes rolled up and suddenly I had a vision of something that was happening now. There was a knock on the door and Fug and the Mystery of Magic walked into the school! One! Oh my god, Fug and the Mystery of Magic are here. I love that she has a vision of something that's happening now. It's like, I don't know, uh, Tara's just trapped herself in uh, First Person Limited so she can't be like, meanwhile, Fug and the Mystery of Magic arrived at the school. Chapter 22, A.N. STFU. Preps, stop flaming, okay? If you do not like it, fuck of. I know it's Mr. Norris, it's Raven's fault, okay? 11. You suck one. No, just ki- kidding. Raven, ooh, foking rock. Prep suck one. It's, uh, it's Raven's fault that, uh, she messed up a man with a cat. All day, everyone talked about the misery of magic. <laughs> I really like the sentence, all day, everyone talked about the misery of magic. Well, anyway, I woke up the next day. I was in my coffin, so I opened the door. 
I was wearing black lacy leather pajamas. <laughs> I'm having trouble envisioning that. Also, I don't think it sounds incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> like her leather thong. Oh my god, the the sweating. I, yeah, uh-huh. terrible. Then I gasped, standing in front of me where. B semicolon Luddy Mary Vampire Diabolo Draco Dracula and Willow. I opened my crimson eyes. She saw them all there before she opened her eyes again. <laughs> so like, um she's opening the door to her coffin, presumably. She doesn't just like open the door to her room. Like they're literally just standing outside of her coffin staring at her. In her room. Yeah. Um This is the equivalent of like you wake up and your friends are like leaning over the bed all looking <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're all like leaning over her, like, hey, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Also, uh, it says her eyes are crimson here, uh, but we know her eyes are <laughs> blue, so I guess she slept in her color contacts. Um, yeah, she's gonna have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say maybe she thinks that crimson is, like, a shade of blue, but... No, no, she doesn't. Yeah. She's, uh... She describes it like blood. She's described things as crimson before, yeah. Willow was wearing a tight black leather top with pictures of bloody roses all over it. Under that, she she wore a black poofy skirt with lace on it and black gothic boots that was attached to the top. I want that. Her boots are attached to her shirt. Mhm. I think she means like she's she has garters, but she doesn't know. No, the words. yeah, she doesn't mean garters, but she doesn't she doesn't know <laughs> the words, and it was confusingly described. Vampire was wearing a baggy simple plan t-shirt and baggy black pants and vans. I think she needs to get, like, way more creative with, uh, the... With the <laughs> guy's description. Yeah, yeah, the guy's description. It's always just band t-shirt and... Baggy pants. Bag- baggy pants or skinny jeans. Yeah, I'm gonna need her to step it up before I invest in her fashion line. Yeah. Draco was wearing a black MCR t-shirt and black jeans and a leather jacket. He looked just like he Gerard Way and almost as fucking sexy. So just like him, but not quite as sexy. <laughs> not quite as sexy. Not quite as sexy. Vampire looked like Joel Madden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bloody Mary was wearing a tight black poofy gothic dress that she had ripped so it showed of all her clearage with a white apron that said bish and other swear words and MCR lyrics on it, kind of like one dress I had seen Amy Lee wear once. Do you know what she's talking about when she means apron? Like, um, maybe a pinafore is, like, some sort of gothic Lolita thing? Yeah, that's sort of what I was picturing, right? Yeah. But it's very funny to, like, uh, imagine her wearing just, like, an apron <laughs> over her. I- I'm imagining she's wearing, like, an anime-made dress, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Darkness, who is Jenny, was there, too. So, Okay. <laughs> So Jenny's here. Jenny, watch. Uh, when she says Jenny, I'm like, oh, is this another friend? But no, she means Jenny. Yeah. She was weaving a ripped gothic <laughs> black dress with ripped stuff all over it and a lace-up top thing and black pointy boots. She was making it. She like... was making it. So were Crab and Goyle. <laughs> they oh were my also... god, they're, all, they're also wearing ripped gothic dresses. That rules. <laughs> I take it back. It turns out that Darkness, Diabolo, Crab, and Goyle's dad was a vampire. So she's, she's mixed up Crab, Crab and Goyle with Fred and George. Okay. <laughs> Normal mistakes to make. I, 
I just realized that. I thought she was I thought she was under the impression like that Crab and Goyle and Ginny were related, but no, you're right. She just means She mixed she mixed them up with Fred and George. She's like <laughs> uh there's these characters, they're two guys, they're usually referred to as a set. Um So yeah, Crab and Goyle, Fred and George, that's the same person. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Darkness, Diabolo, Crab, and Goyle's dad was a vampire. He committed suicide by slitting his wrist with a razor. Oh, the, so, the thing wait. we were told that doesn't kill vampires. I'm very confused. Mm-hmm. He had raped them and stuff before, too. Just drop that on us. And stuff, okay. yeah. They all got so depressed that they became gothic and converted to stanism. They worship stan. No, they're, they're like um, K-pop Twitter people. <laughs> the conversion oh, no. to Stanism. OFG, I yielded as I jumped up. Why the fuck are you all here? Wait, so... Mm-hmm. So her coffin is not upright. It's not upright. So she was, she was like that, and they were all, and they were all leaning over her uh-huh. to check if she was okay. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, something is really fucked up, Draco said. Yeah, the stick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I need to put my fucking clothes on first, I shouted angrily. It's alright, we have to go now, and you look kawaii anyway. You're so fucking beautiful, Drago said in a sexy voice. Oh, alright, I said smiling, but you have to tell me why you're being all erective. Because he's in love with her. (laughs) I think he just did tell her why he's being all erective. It was because she looks kawaii anyway. I will, I will, he said. So I just put on some black eyeliner, black lipstick, and red eyeshadow, and white foundation. Then I came. She came in her pajamas, but she had to put on her makeup. That's not like a fast makeup routine either. That would take a little bit. Yeah. We went outside the Great Hall and looked in from a widow. A fucking prep called Brittany from Gryffindor was standing next to us. Do you think this is the same Brittany who who taught them Japanese? No, but it is the same Brittany who uh, used to go out with Vampire. Yeah, but I like to think that they're all the same person. Mm-hmm. They hate this fucking girl. They're like, you fucking idiot. You told me Hajime Mashite means uh, how to do <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> Honestly, she rules. Yeah. She was wearing a pink mini and a Hillary Duff t-shirt, so we put up our middle fingers at her. She didn't do anything. She's just standing <laughs> there. Inside the Great Hall, we could see Dumbledore. Cornelia Fudge was there, shouting at Dumbledore. Doris Rumbridge was there, too. Um, so I'd like to point out for the most part in this story uh tara writes cornelia instead of cornelius so i'm not sure whether or not her version of fudge is supposed to be a woman if she thinks fudge is a woman i i can't tell it's it's a little confusing this cannot be she shouted angrily the school must be closed the bark lord is planning to kill the students yelled cornelia fudge so it's like um voldemort but a dog (laughs) yeah the Bark Lord would be a great name for a dog. Yes. You are not fit to be the principal any longer, yelled Rumbridge. You are too old and your Alzheimer's is dangerous. <laughs> you must retry or Voldemort will kill your students. Very well, Dumbledore said angrily. But we cannot do this. I like how he's like, okay, but no. <laughs> okay, fine, but no. Yeah. <laughs> we can't close the school. There is only one person who is capable of killing Voldemort and she is in the school. And her name is... Enony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven Way. Oh, well, too bad it's not Ebony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven Way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's her, um, her non-Gothic twin. 
I think this is interesting that the conflict is apparently that um, the Ministry wants Dumbledore to shut down Hogwarts because um, Voldemort plans on killing the students, which we don't know that, by the way. We only know that he wants Vampire dead and he's willing to kill Draco and Ebony to get his way. But they're like, we have to close the school uh, and or you have to retire but canonically speaking, and also it seems in this story, Voldemort is scared of Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, probably the only person he's scared of. And again, that seems to be true in this fic because he ran away when Dumbledore showed up uh, at the concert. So I'm not really sure what all that is supposed to mean, except that, of course, it sets up Ebony to be the new like chosen one, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not clear at this point how she could actually be the one to take down Voldemort. It will be soon, though. It soon will be. Draco, Crab, Goyle, Darkness, Willow, Vampire, and Bloody Mary looked at each other. I gasped. Chapter 23. A.N. De hut de fuck up bitches one. You're just jealous because I got 10,000 reviews one. Thanks to Raven for the help in telling me about the books, Girl Who Rock, let's go shopping together. She's still kissing out. The door opened and Professor Rumbridge and Cornelia Fudge stomped out angrily. Then Dumbledum and Rumbridge sawed us. In half. Mm. Like a magic trick. Like a magic trick. Mr. Way, what the beep are you doing? Rumbridge shouted angrily. <laughs> right out the gate misgendering her. Umbridge really is the worst character. I was gonna say that, um, Rumbridge, I mean, Umbridge would, but J.K. Rowling also would. It and yeah, and she's supposed to be bad, so. Dumbledore blared at her. Oops, she made a mistake, he corrupted her. She means hi, everybody, come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a, little, <laughs> just a little slip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Well, we all came in angrily. So did all the other students. I sat between Darkness and Draco and opposite Bloody Mary. I'm glad we're getting a seating chart. It's very important. <laughs> it is very important. Crab and Goyle started to make some morbid jokes. They both looked exactly like Vili Volo. No <laughs> idea right. who that is. I ate spelled like the number for some reason. So she really took that extra step. I ate some Count Chocula and drank some blood from a cup. She eats the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. Then I heard someone shooting angrily. I looked behind me. It was... Vampire. He and Draco were shooting at each other. Vampire? Draco? WTF? I asked. You fucking bustard, yelled Draco at Vampire. I want to shit next to her, one. No, I do, shouted. No, she doesn't fucking like you, you son of a bitch, yelled Draco. No, fuck you, motherfucker. She laves me, not you, shouted the vampire. And then... He jumped on Draco. No, not in that way, you perv. Well, why not? I don't I don't know who she's calling a perv. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, love, I love this fight because these two guys are having, like, mildly homoerotic fight over who gets to sit next to the girl that they both like. It's like, they're so dumb. They started to fight and beat up each other. You have a story about this. You have your own story, don't you? Uh, kind of. Because I do, I do want to make fun of uh, them for being idiots. Because they're both, like, 
they're both fighting over a girl that they like while they also both like each other. But I can't clown on them too hard because when I was in like fifth grade, I um, picked a fight on the school bus with a girl I had a crush on because she was sitting next to a boy I had a crush on. (laughs) And then we got in a physical fight and I won somehow. And then we were all like friends after that. It was weird. Dumbledore yelled at them, but they didn't stop. All of a sudden... A terrible man with red eyes and no nose flew in on his broomstick. He had no nose and was wearing a gray robe. All the glass in the window he fell through fell apart. I'm glad that was specified. (laughs) Brittany, that fucking prep started to cry. Vampire and Draco stopped fighting. I shopped eating. Everyone gasped. Darum fell silent. Volzemort! I love- there's- there's no verb. We don't know what he's doing. It's just Volzemort. <laughs> Ebaby. Ebony. Darth Valor said evilly in his raspy voice. Darth Valor. So Darth Valor is here suddenly. Yeah. Uh, I think what happened is that Tara forgot who the villain of Harry Potter was for a second. And mm-hmm. just instinctively replaced him with Darth Vader. Yeah, I like... <laughs> would like to point out this is one thing that gets cited a lot as an example of a tip-off that this is a troll fic. <laughs> I, I can imagine me doing that if I'm just like, maybe I'm just really sleepy and I don't... I mean, I don't think it's completely implausible as a mistake that could be made in the story, just given some of the others, uh, especially to do with character name mix-ups. But then again, those mistakes could be further tip-offs that this is a troll, so it could it could cut either way. I feel this, this is like Schrodinger's troll fic for me, right? Like, uh-huh. simultaneously a troll fic and not a troll fic. I, I'm just imagining, like, um, Voldemort <laughs> flying through the window <laughs> uh-huh. and preparing to make, like, a big speech, and then Darth Vader walks in and starts talking instead. Right, completely steals his thunder, he's just upstaging him, it's the same speech... <laughs> yeah Voldemort's just standing there awkwardly during all of this he's just t-posing in the background thou have failed your mission now I shall kill thou and I shall kill vampire as well if thou dost not kill him before then I shall kill Draco too please don't make me kill him please I begged kill him or I'll kill him no he laughed crudely kill him or I shall kill him anyway <laughs> <laughs> I beat her to it then he flew away cackling. I bust into tears. Draco and Vampire came to contort me. They, see, they should all three just be dating. They have everything in common. They all like each other. They've all got the same weird fetish. No, there's no solution. There's no solution. Suddenly, my eyes rolled up so they looked all cool and gothic. I had a vision where I saw some lightning flash and then Voldramot coming to kill Draco while Draco slit his wrists in a depressed way. Oh, oh, wait, no. She says, I had a vision where I saw some lightning flash. So she's just just imagining, um, in her vision, she's seeing, like, a light bulb flickering. Yeah. (laughs) No, I screamed sexily. Suddenly, I locked up and stopped having the vision. Ebony, Ebony, are you alright? Asked Draco in a worried voice. Yeah, yeah, I said sadly as I got up. I like that she, you know, she had the presence of mind to scream sexily. When she was having this vision. Yeah, yeah, I said sadly as I got up. 
Everything's all right, enemy, said Vampire, all sensitive. No, it's not, I shouted angrily. I'm with her on this one. Everything's <laughs> yeah. clearly not Everything all right. Everything is not all right. Darth Vader just flew in on a broomstick and... Darth Vader. Yeah. Tears of blood went down my face. OMFG, what if I'm getting possessed like in Daring 2? That's the only media with possession in it. It's okay, girl, said Bloody Mary. Maybe you should ask Professor Sinister about what the visions mean, though. Okay, bitch, I said sadly, and then we went. Oh, hell yes, Professor Sinister. I'm I'm excited. Uh, we, we love uh, Professor Sinister. Yes. Chapter 24. A.N. Preps stuff flaming the story urges jealous. So fuck you. Okay, go to hell. 11. Raven, fags for the help. <laughs> no. This keeps working out that uh, I get to read the chapters that have the fag word in it. Yes, you do. Yeah. We we didn't we, we didn't plan this. Yeah, we didn't. We really didn't. <laughs> I was going to think, okay, I'm going to have you read that line if this ever comes <laughs> up, but no. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of worked out that way. It just worked out that way. Well, we had deviation next. <laughs> so I got to ask Professor Trevelry about the visions. Uh, so I should clarify, Professor Trevelry and Professor Sinister are the same person. It's her take on Trelawney, but has very little to do with how Trelawney actually is in the books. Basically a new character. The names are also, like, used uh, interchangeably, so... Yes. Konnichiwa, everyone, come in, said Professor Sinister in Japanese. Only one of those words was in Japanese. Yeah, I was gonna say, did she say the whole thing in Japanese, or just konnichiwa, which is already Japanese? She smelled at me with her gothic black lipstick. Damn, that's impressive. She can smell with her mouth. It's magic. She's the coolest fucking teacher ever. She had long, dead black hair. <laughs> with blood red tips and red eyes. Her mom was a vampire. I actually do know what she means by that. Like, she means, like, her the hair looks dead and zombie-like and is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Her mom was a vampire. She's also half Japanese, so she speaks in, ev in everything. She and Bloody Murray get along great. I don't know why she keeps ringing up Hermione. Yeah. Because, like, it would seem like she'd try to put her, uh, her best friend in the uh, fic more often. Yeah, you'd think, right? Yeah, but I also think this could be kind of like a dig at her. She's like, look how much attention I'm giving to uh, to uh, my gothic Hermione character instead of you. It's also funny because despite uh, the number of times that um, Bloody Mary is referenced, she never really does anything. Mm -hmm. She's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't really have a role in the plot or anything to do most of the time. Yeah, just like uh, Hermione in the later Just books. like Hermione in the later books, so... Um, she's really young for a teacher. Today, she was wearing a black leather top with red lace and a long gothic black rip dress. We went inside the black classroom with pastors of Emily the Strong. <laughs> I raised my hand. I was wearing some black naive polish with red pentagrams on it. What is it, Ebony? She asked. Hey, I love your nail polish. Where'd you get it? Hot Topic? Yeah, I answered. All the preps who didn't know what HT was gave me weird looks. It's really... Where did you get your nail polish? Like, what do you mean? You can buy it at, like, any drugstore. It's all the same. Yeah. Also, everyone knows what Hot Topic is. Yeah. I gave them the middle finger. I really like the phrasing of, like, they gave me weird looks, so I gave them the middle finger. Yeah. It's, like, poetic. 
I also like that class has just started and she immediately raised her hand. She's like, I have to talk to you in private. Mm -hmm. Like, is now the time? Yeah. Well, I have to talk to you about some things. When do you want to do it? How about now? She asked. Okay, I said. Okay, class fucking dismissed everyone. (laughs) Professor (laughs) Trevor Bruce said, and she let everyone go. I love her. She is the coolest teacher ever. Unironically, she rules. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she She's a fucking icon. Uh, she's probably my favorite character in this story. She is a good character, to be honest. Except for you, Brittany. She pointed at Brittany and some other preps. Please do exercise, get it, one, on page three. Wait, so did she point at Brittany and some other preps at the same time? So they all have to stay? But she just said, except for you, Brittany. <laughs> Uh, I guess. <laughs> I like that she just assigned them extra homework for being preps. <laughs> yeah. That is like, that almost works as like an early Harry Potter humor thing, right? Yeah. The, the tone is there. Okay, I'm having lots of visions, I said in a worried voice. She had one vision, you know, okay. I'm so worried. Is Draco gong to die? Um, she did have another vision, but it was about something that was happening, that was happening like downstairs from her room (laughs) and it wasn't that important (laughs) yeah some people just walked into the school yeah i would not classify two visions as lots of visions Mm -hmm. that's really not that many well she gave me a black crypto ball to lock in i looked at it what do you see she asked i said i see a black gothic skull and a pentagram it's the goth crystal ball it only (laughs) shows you goth stuff yeah that rules Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. I looked at it. It was Draco. He was looking really sexy, wearing a black leather facet, a black gothic Lincoln Park t-shirt, and black Congress shoes. (laughs) Sure. He's ready to go to Congress. He's ready to go to Congress. Okay, you can go now. See ya, cunt, said Professor Sinister. That's not appropriate. (laughs) You are a teacher. It's okay. She's the coolest teacher ever. Please do not speak to students that way. I don't care how cool you are. <laughs> Bye, bitch. I said waving. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is uh, how teachers and students should interact. <laughs> Definitely. I went to Draco and Vampire was sitting next to him. We both followed Draco together and I was so exhibited. <laughs> she was so exhibited. She was so exhibited. Why is she so exhibited, honestly? I don't know. She spent too much time hanging around Snape and Lupin. Chapter 25. Anne. Stop flaming, okay? If you do not, then I'll tell Justin to bet you up, 1111. Oh, that's her boyfriend, right? I forgot yeah, that's about That's her him. boyfriend. That's her boyfriend that was referenced uh, at the Once. beginning of the story. Yeah. He's the love of her depressing life. Yeah, she she only talked about him once before. I can yeah. see how much she loves him. Mm, I'll tell all the nereds to put vertas in your computer. One, mm. one, 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 Fuck you, one. Raven, thanks for the help, one. So I think she means I'm going to tell the nerds to put viruses in your computer. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure she has a very good understanding of nerds or computer viruses. Uh, I mean, it was 2006, so <laughs> they were really easy to <laughs> get people to click on. <laughs> That's fair. Probably not over fanfiction.net, which removes links, though. Yeah. I was so excited. I followed Draco, wondering if we were going to do it again. We went outside, and then we went into Draco's black car. 
Ebony, what the fuck did Professor Trevelry say? Whispered Draco, potting his gothic wit hand with the black nail polish on mine. She said she would tell me what the visions meant tomorrow. I grumbled in a sexy voice. He took out a heroin cabaret and spiked it and gave it to me to spork. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> it would help if I could understand any of that. <laughs> <laughs> what did she try to write instead of cabaret? L cigarette? Does she think that heroin is smoked? <laughs> I I I think so. I think she should leave this porking to us, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I do. <laughs> what What does she mean by spiked it? Maybe. Okay. Maybe she thinks that you can smoke heroin in a cigarette. Yeah. And so she's imagining that Draco has a normal cigarette, which he spikes with heroin before giving to Ebony. Okay, okay, yeah. That is my best guess. Yeah, okay. But I, th I think you nailed it. That is what she meant. But she does write, he took out a heroin cabaret and spiked it and gave it to me so spork. She did very much write that, yeah. He started to fly the car into a tree. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're way too high. This is why you shouldn't do heroin before driving. We went to the top of it. Oh, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Draco put on some MCR. And all the things that you never ever told me, and all the smiles that are ever gonna haunt me, sank Gerard's sexy voice. So they're listening to the ghost of you. We started tiling of each other's cloves fervently. <laughs> he took off my black thong and my black leather bar. I took mm -hmm. off his black boxers. Then, then, he put his trobbing you-know-what in my tool sexily. They're docking again. OMFG, Draco, Draco, I screamed, having an orgasm. We started Frenching passively. Suddenly, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been really bad. Really bad at it. I started having a dream. In it, a black guy was shooting two gothic men with long black hair. First time in the story she's described anyone as black, by the way. I do think she means that he was wearing That he's black wearing robe. all black. I know, yeah. And she, and she doesn't, like, understand. The... the way she does descriptions is very strange, so I don't think she's trying to refer to the guy's race, but... <laughs> Especially because, like, um, this supposed black guy, like, never shows up again. Unless... In, in she was talking about, like, Voldemort in a robe, or whoever in a robe. Yeah, yeah, it's never clarified who this is, I don't believe. In the next author's note, she does say, Oh, yeah, and I wasn't being racist, okay, Eleven? That clears everything up. Yeah, so there are people calling it out, um, for this, uh, but she doesn't really understand what she means by I wasn't being racist, whether that means, like, I don't think it's racist, or, um... I wasn't talking about his race. Yeah. Yeah. But she she said she wasn't being racist, so it's not racist. Yeah, that clears everything up. It clears everything up. No! Please don't fucking kill us one, they pleaded, but he just kept shooting them. He ran away in a red car. <laughs> At least drive it, you asshole. <laughs> He's like doing the Flintstones thing. <laughs> no! Oh my fucking god, Eleven! I shouted in a scared voice. Ebony, what's wrong? Draco asked me as I woke up, opening my icy blue eyes. I started to cry and tears of blood went down my face. I told Draco to call Vampire. He did it with his black, licked park mobile. 
But the worst thing was who the people who were shot in the dream were? Lucian and Sirius! 111! I want to point out, uh, I think she is consistent, um, or near consistent with this. Uh, every time she writes Sirius, she writes it like the adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when she writes seriously, the adjective, uh, she spells it S-I-R-I-U-S-L-Y. Uh-huh. Again, near consistently. This, in my mind, is a very big, like, the author is trolling thing. That's a, that's a big point in that column for me, because that seems purposeful. Okay. Uh, well, that is where we are going to stop today. Uh, we are going to take a little break, and then we are going to come back and read uh, Raven's fanfiction. All right. And we're back. We are back. So last week we read chapters one to five of I'm Not Okay, a fic that uh, Raven was writing at the same time that Tara was writing My Immortal. Uh, And I have a summary written here. Uh, Eternity Dementia Johnson is a goth witch who is 15 but is going to Hogwarts as a first year because she was kept away by her evil parents and only recently escaped. At Hogwarts, she is sorted into Slytherin and makes friends with Draco, Pansy Parkinson, who goes by C now, uh, spelled as in like the ocean, um, and a bunch of other Harry Potter characters who've been given goth makeovers, just like in My Immortal. Uh, she also meets self-inserts of her friends Tara and Philly, who go by Elvira and Shadow, respectively. Also, for some reason, a character from uh, Cirque de Freak is there, uh, too, named Darren. That's it. Yes. That's all that happens. There's one thing I was wondering about, which is, uh, I believe this fic was started slightly before My Immortal. Mm-hmm. It was started. Yes. Uh, and then was being written at the same time. I wonder if Raven's uh, disinterest in continuing this story has anything to do with the fight between her and Tara and if if the fight might have had something to do with the story if maybe she had the perception like Tara's jacking my idea like I was writing goths at Hogwarts and then she did it and her fic got more attention right uh I hadn't really considered it but someone mentioned it to me after the last episode yeah that definitely that definitely tracks um speaking of the fight you, you actually mentioned that, and uh, at chapter 5, uh, author's note is is very revealing in that regard. Oh, um, okay, wonderful. So, we are on chapter 4. Chapter 4, Bring Me to Life. Eternity woke up the next morning. She brushed her teeth, combed her hair, and then went to her closet. She put on a long black dress that was all ripped and torn with pink stuff underneath, kind of like the one Amy Lee wore to the grannies, and then put on big black combat boots. Shadow, Elvira, and C all got up and, You are so lucky, bitch, moaned Shadow while she put on her own clothes. It just kind of... (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of cut off that paragraph. 
You are so lucky, bitch, moaned Shadow while she put on her own clothes, a long black dress with a corset at the top, pointy high-heeled boots and fishnets. You have such a great body, added C, putting on a ripped black dress with no sleeves that looked exactly like the one the lead singer of her favorite goth band had worn to the MTV Awards that year. Elvira put on a long Not black velvet dress. Not going to specify dress. what bands. <laughs> yes, also, um, this is, like, literally, uh, Raven's friend telling her... <laughs> It's like, this is my story, uh, uh, and her friend is in it telling her what a hot body she has. Right, my story about my friend telling me how much, uh, sexier, uh, I am than her. Elvira put on a long black velvet dress with crimson lace. Eternity laughed, but secretly, she knew what her friends meant. They were all skinny, but not as much as her, and they all had size B bras. Oh, it's about titties, I get it. That's crazy. She also doesn't even specify if she has big or small boobs. <laughs> yeah that's true philly reading this like what the hell did you just say about <laughs> like, you called me fat and said i had tiny tits what what the hell I, I also like the um the phrasing of they all had size b bras which yes. um implies that they just own them regardless of whether or not that's the <laughs> correct size she sadly put her hair up in a messy half bun, kind of like Amy Lee has in the video for Going Under. Oh my god, they're both obsessed with this hairstyle. Yes, it's literally just a messy high bun. It's really not that remarkable. I think maybe they like the music video for Going Under. That's my theory. Put on tons of eyeliner and black lipstick and went downstairs with her friends. At the breakfast table, she ate Count Chocula cereal and drank red wine even though it was only breakfast. Mm. Um, I, I think the more important, uh... Why are they serving wine at school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a little weird to me. <laughs> Even though it was only breakfast, because it's if that's the problem. Even though it was only breakfast, yeah. Darren had made a request for you and blood, so he drank that and let his friends try some. Yeah, the, you just put in a request for that. Yeah. They all clinked their glasses. To depression, said Eternity. To <laughs> darkness, said Satan. To vampires, said C. Hell yes. To heavy metal music, said Shadow. To eternity, said Draco. Wow. Just want to note that uh, Elvira is not here. Tara is not here. Um, everyone started giggling, except for Draco. Eternity's pale complexion turned red. Everyone went off to their classes. Eternity hated all of the classes, even though she was good at them. In Transfiguration class, Eternity had to sit next to a bunch of giggling blonde girls. Oh no. Their teacher, Professor McGonagall, made a speech, and then made them practice transfiguration on a bunch of ants they would try to turn into pencils. That seems like kind of a weird one. My teacher is making me practice transfiguration in transfiguration <laughs> class. I can't believe my transfiguration professor would force me to practice transfiguration. Everyone was trying, but it didn't work for them. Suddenly, Eternity found herself pointing to an ant and saying a spell. Suddenly, the ant turned into a gigantic black unicorn with huge black wings and flew out the window. Oh, well, she's failing this class. Yeah, um, also, uh, we brought this up before with the guitar. Uh, there's a bit of a mass issue. I've just realized, uh, since Eternity is, I guess, being grouped with the first years, is she taking class with first years? Is it just, like, her and a bunch of 11-year-olds? Because that's hilarious, but also makes it really petty that she's, like, looking at these children and being like Ugh, these giggling blonde girls <laughs> uh well the next line is everyone in the room gasped later professor mcgonagall had a talk with eternity eternity you are being moved up to your fifth year she said so yeah 
So yeah, so so there was a bunch of 11-year-olds. Yeah. That's really funny. Chapter 5, In the Shadows. And here we go. Here we fucking go. A-N. Tara is the biggest fucking bitch ever. And by the way, I'm a bigger MCR fan and Gerard is mine forever. So fuck you. And I'm not giving you your sweater back. Eternity was so happy. She went to class with the other fifth years. See Draco, Shadow, Darren, and Satan. That fucking retard Elvira, whose real name was Lindsay, like that fucking hoe, Lindsay Lone, had gone all the way back to first year, and they put her in Gryffindor, where all the retarded preps were, because she couldn't even write properly, and she had to get all her friends to do it for her. Oh, oh wow, that's a dunk. (laughs) Yeah, um... Yeah, that's, uh, that's a little real. So, I think Tara's name might be Lindsay in real life. And, uh... Oh my god, yeah. And Raven just revealed it to everyone. Yeah. I mean, because the other option is that she just thinks Lindsay is a really preppy name. Uh Uh-huh. Which is also very funny. Anyway, Eternity woke up from her dark slumber and got ready for the coming day. I do this every day. Which she hated so much. She put on a black leather mini dress with black fishnets and black pointy boots. She put some blue streaks in her shower of flowing black raven locks... Then she put on some mascara, white foundation, black lipstick, and eyeliner. All the gothic boys stared at her, their piercing blue eyes getting wide. I don't think that's a good look for you after you just said that, like, Tara can't write or spell. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You might want to be a little more careful with your proofreading. All the preps did too, but for a different reason. She put up your middle finger at them. Mm. How did she do that? I don't know, but my middle finger's up right now. How did she get my middle finger? She hath telekinesis. Then anyway, she put on some MCR music. She plunged her black feet the stone-cold ground and walked to Transfiguration. There's the plunging again. We have to stop doing this. (laughs) Hello, everyone, said Professor McGonagall, staring at them out of her giant eyes. She doesn't have giant eyes. Maybe she's thinking of Trelawney, whose eyes are described as huge because they're magnified by her glasses. Yeah, maybe. That could be it. You will all be doing something different this time. You will all have partners. She made everyone find a partner. Eternity's partner was... Draco! Oh my god, I'm so shocked. And that is where the story ends. But don't worry, we're not done yet. Uh, Yeah. Because there is one other fic that Raven wrote... Well, she co-wrote. She co-wrote it. So this is called Ghost of You, and it was uh, written by Raven and co-written by Tara. And it is only one chapter, uh, Mm -hmm. so we might as well just read it. Uh, So apparently uh, Raven got bored of writing um, I'm Not Okay, which I would too, because nothing happened in that story. Nothing was happening in it, yeah. So here is the one chapter, and it does not have a title. So the context, I guess, is this is after they made up. They tried to co-write the story together? Mm-hmm. I think so. Disclaimer. Um, okay, I don't own this, lulz. Co-authored <laughs> with XXXBloodyWrists666 XXX. Wrists is spelled wrong, by the way. Mm. A-N. The other story got a bit boring, so here goes. It did get a bit boring. It started a bit boring, and it just continued that way. It wasn't like it was ever interesting. 
And if you're one of the fuckers who flamed Tara's story, you can go to hell. Because she helped with this. I'm glad they made up. Mm, yeah. I don't give a fuck when HP takes place. This takes place now and it's my story so they can have iPods and normal clothes and shit if I want them to. She's right. She's right. Yeah. It's her story. It takes place now. Yep. Exactly. So if you're against goths or a prep or something, then do everyone a favor and fuck off. That's right. Hermoyne Granger checked her black lipstick in her black makeup mirror as she trudged her way to the Hogwarts Express. She's plunging her sh- her. She's shoes. plunging her feet, yeah. yeah. Last year, she probably would have seen a freak with a bushy mass of hair and brown eyes. But after the events of this summer, she certainly didn't. Hermione had changed over the summer. Her parents had revealed to her during their summer vacation in America that they were not in fact her parents at all. Rather, <laughs> both her parents were wizards. And she had been adopted by the Grangers. The Grangers who had spat on her, abused her, neglected her for so long. Note, and yes, this is possible because it is never implied that it's not true. It is implied that it's not true. Because the few times we get to see Hermione's parents, they're like completely normal. Yeah, they're just normal people. That's like the whole joke with Hermione's parents is that they're just like completely normal people. They have no character outside of that, in fact. That, that's the entire joke, is that they're two loving parents who are completely average and normal, and yeah. they know that their daughter is a magical witch, and they are proud of her for it, but otherwise don't really... Right, otherwise yeah. they are completely normal. Yeah. The nights Hermione had spent suffering in her room, wahishing it would all stop. They refused to reveal to her who her parents were and why she had been abandoned. So they're like, so they're like, Hermione, we have something to tell you. We're not your real parents. We're not going to tell you anything else, though. Yeah, and it's, it's like kind of doubly strange because I know um, this level of thought didn't even go into it. But like, if we're like, okay, so Hermione was being abused by the Grangers and they're not her real parents. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't have brought this up earlier to hold it over her head. Like, we're not really your parents but you're under our care and there's nothing you can do about it. And no, we won't give you any information on your real parents or give you a way to get in touch with them, right? Yeah, that would actually make sense. So it's not going to be in here. In her rage, Hermione, or Maya, as she was now called, had murdered them using magic. This was unknown to the Ministry. Which part? Uh, I don't know how the fuck she could have gotten away with murdering people using magic and the Ministry not knowing. No, it was unknown to the Ministry. It was unknown to the Ministry. All right, sure. Hermione spent the rest of the summer in Tokyo at Cho's apartment with her and Ginny. She had grown very close to both of them. Why does Cho live in Tokyo? (laughs) She, um... Her her name is not Japanese. (laughs) She had grown very close to both of them. Now, as she embarked the train to her sixth year, Maya swished her neatly waist-length, newly dyed raven locks and blinked her emerald, with the use of magic, eyes as she stepped into a seat on the Hogwarts Express. She wore a black leather bustier, a blue plaid mini trimmed with black lace, ripped black fishnets, and black lace-up platform boots. On her face was lots and lots of black eyeliner, blood-red lipstick, and matching eyeshadow. It literally, the, the literal first sentence of the fic is Hermoyne Granger checked her black lipstick in her black makeup mirror. So now she's wearing blood red lipstick. Yeah, don't worry about it. 
Her skin was pale white from the lack of sunlight, and she was slender, but with curves in all the right places. She took out her iPod and put on an Evanescent song at full volume. Some preps stared at her. Did she put up her middle finger at them? No, she didn't. That's so sad. Oh my light god, what are you like listening to? Gasped Luna, who was sitting on another seat with a bunch of giggly blonde preps wearing a pink mini, a slutty pink halter top, and Gucci shoes. This idea of Luna Lovegood being a prep is just hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Luna is already, like, not that not to say that she's goth, but she is, like, the weirdo alt girl who has odd fashion sense, etc., right? Like, she's yeah. already... She's a social outcast. She's not, like, going to be hanging out with a popular preppy crowd. I, uh, I, I think that Tara and Raven just couldn't overlook her blonde hair. It's probably that, yeah. She's blonde, so she's a prep. Also, um, again, with the putting your iPod at full volume so loud that everyone can hear it, I would be annoyed, too. Yeah. <laughs> she looked exactly like Hilary Duff. Why does everyone look like Hilary Duff? Everyone looks like Hillary Duff. Some preps next to her giggled. Maya stuck up her white-skinned middle finger at them. Okay, well, we did get it. It's just a little late. <laughs> yeah. Hermione went back to listening to her iPod. I thought her name was Maya. I guess it's both. Also, it says Hermoyne again. Hermoyne. She, she changed the song to Anne, My Chemical Romance One, and tried to drown out the preps' voices by listening to Gerard's incredible sexy voice and thinking about him. Okay. Suddenly, someone tapped her on the shoulder. Fuck! She screamed. She looked behind her. Virginia, there's you, Tara. Love you, girl. Lols. <laughs> Why would Tara's name be Virginia? I don't know. It's also weird because there's another character uh, named Ginny, but... Yeah. Ginny is short for Ginevra, so... Yeah. And Cho, whose nickname is Dementia after her middle name. <laughs> 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 no... Uh, okay sure so her name so her name is cho dementia chang yeah and she lives in tokyo don't you remember this from the book <laughs> philly you rock bitch mcr rock 6661 what is she saying is she saying um, that cho is philly now maybe or was this like maybe a suggestion that philly made like is philly providing the cho lore we're standing next to her looking excited. Ginny was wearing a sexy black corset dress with red lacing, pink fishnets, and black high-heeled boots. She was wearing black lipstick and eyeliner, and her hair was dyed blood red with black tips. Holy shit, someone who doesn't have black hair. Yeah. Incredible. This is, uh, this is... Groundbreaking um, stuff. Groundbreaking. Dementia had new purple streaks in long, silky ebony hair and was wearing a torn black MCR t-shirt, a ripped black and red plaid mini, safety pin earrings, and black combat boots with heels. Well, that's nice, said Dementia. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sit down, my bitches, Maya said, jokingly. <laughs> Sit down, my bitches. I'm always saying this. I think I am going to start saying this. Her friends trooped in and sat next to her. Maya noticed now who she was sitting behind. Draco Malfoy. As he heard her voice, he looked around coyly for a split second and then looked back. His hair was dyed black and slicked back, A.N., kind of like Tom Felton in the first movie. Yeah, except not. I don't accept this. I don't understand. So she's saying that, so he looked like an 11-year-old whose mom did his hair for him. 
I guess. I mean, I guess she's just saying that just the hairstyle looks like that, and she's not implying that he looks 11, but it's also weird to say, just like Draco in the first movie, when uh, Draco in the first movie did not have dyed hair. Yes. His eyes were icy blue and suggested inner depths of darkness. Mmm. Maya and the girls high-fived and chatted for a while. After some time, Ginny asked, So, have you seen the guys? You mean Harry and Ron? No, said Maya. Well, you better find them soon because they're going to be loving your new look, said Dementia. <laughs> Just then, the train stopped. The girls got out grinning, freaking out preps. <laughs> Just like got these insane smiles on their faces and that's yes. what scares everyone. <laughs> yeah, they're all doing like the smile dog face. Maya didn't see Harry or Ron, but she just might have seen a boy in leather pants, a leather jacket, black hair and blue eyes smile at her. He was in black hair and blue eyes. He was in them, yeah. And that's it. That's literally all there is to the fic. But I think she was right not to continue because this is <laughs> turning out just to be to be just as boring as the last one. I'm sorry, but Tara uh, blows your writing out of the water, Raven. Right. It's like, it needs to be way more insane. Yes. I'm down with goths at hogwarts as a premise but you need to go all fucking in it needs to be balls to the wall mental um did you have anything else to say before we uh we end the episode uh there's nothing i can think of off the top of my head did you have any closing thought no kind of a short one this week but uh i think we're getting into some uh interesting stuff the next time though uh, yeah definitely what's gonna happen in my immortal next we're we're definitely uh, i think we're getting into the time travel plot next time which uh oh probably yeah yeah because it's uh professor sinister who introduces that yes our favorite character all right so that is going to be all for this week uh thank you so much for listening uh check us out on twitter or tumblr at literary demerit we upload new episodes every Friday. You can find us on Patreon or wherever you download podcasts. The song is Imaginary by Evanescence. And remember... We don't own anything. Um, okay, I don't own this, lols. <laughs>